From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, March 2nd. Grand County High School student Alexa Vanerstahl died Tuesday in a collision on Highway 191 near 400 East. Accident reports state that the 17-year-old was driving a Subaru traveling north, and for unknown reasons, the car drifted into the southbound lane. The Subaru crashed into a Ram pickup, towing a gooseneck trailer. According to Utah Highway Patrol, Alexa was killed upon impact. A passenger of the Subaru and driver of the Ram pickup were transported to the hospital. Alexa's death is another devastating blow to the local student body, already in grief over classmate Zoe Thompson, who died in a hiking accident a few short weeks ago. The school district has made therapists available to staff and students. A celebration of life for Alexa is currently being planned at Grand County High School for this Saturday, and a donation account at Zion's Bank has been set up in her name to cover the family's funeral expenses. States in the Lower Colorado River Basin are pushing back on a proposal from their Upper Basin counterparts. As Alex Hager with our partners at KUNC reports, they're responding to a call to suspend some water releases to prop up Lake Powell. Arizona, California, and Nevada wrote a letter to the Federal Bureau of Reclamation saying they're mostly on board with plans to pause some of those releases and let reservoirs upstream of Lake Powell fill back up. But they think we need more time to see if the snow that fills them stays strong for a few more months. Arizona's top water official Tom Bushatsky says at the end of the day, everyone needs to be consulted before taking action. It is not solely at the discretion of the upper basin and reclamation. The lower basin has a key role in whether or not things like this should and can move forward. Reclamation has the final say in the matter and hasn't yet told states if it plans to cut back on water releases. I'm Alex Hager. The Rocky Mountain region is known for beautiful trails and stunning views. But for those with a disability, hiking can be difficult. One state park in Colorado is working to change that. Emma Vandenaiti of the Mountain West News Bureau takes us on a hike with some new technology. After some snow hit Staunton State Park in Colorado, it's not the easiest terrain for a morning hike. But between the snowy conifers, Lisa Willman is trekking along with some park volunteers along the Dines Meadow Trail. Well, I have my traction devices. Are you guys good? I need to get mine. Shoot. She's a little adventurous when it comes to snow piles. Is there room to go between? Yeah, is there room to go between? Yeah. Yeah, you can go either up over the top or I'd say go around. But Wilman is ready for it with some help from a motorized wheelchair provided by the park. Oh, come on. Come on. There we go. Oh, awesome. But this isn't your average wheelchair with triangular treads an all-black exterior, and a weight over 400 pounds, it's industrial. So they almost look like mini tanks. So they have the suspension on the wheels that help the chairs climb and go up hills, go over rocks. That's Kristen Waltz, the track chair program manager at Staunton. She looks for ways to make the chair more comfortable, from head straps to hydraulics. That might not seem like a big deal, but for people that have maybe spinal cord injuries, a bumpy ride can maybe trigger an anxiety attack or thermal regulation issues. So the more updated the chairs, the better for us. This chair allows people like Wilman to hike again, something she hadn't done often since her motorcycle crash in 2014. 
She felt her life of adventure had stopped in its tracks. You have to tell yourself at that time, well, you're lucky you got to do what you got to do, you know, and you live on those memories. But that all changed when a volunteer brought a chair to the park. He was helping a person who was paralyzed get out into nature. He suggested that Wilman should ride it too. Just knowing that I could get on the chair and get out there was just such an awesome feeling. It's hard to even describe how good it makes you feel. Those rides help spark the idea for Staunton's program. After some fundraising efforts by the community, the program launched in the summer of 2017, free of charge. It's so popular, they've done over 1,500 trips, and more people are eager to try it. By the time we get to that May 1st opening of our reservations, um, that first couple of weekends in June are booked um, almost as quick as possible. That's Zach Taylor, the park manager at Staunton. People come from across the United States to try out one of the park's five chairs. Taylor says their faces are priceless. We've seen them come back from their trips just soaking wet from the rain, just hairs all frazzled. They're just, but they're lit up. They're having a great time. They're smiling. He wants to spread those smiles across Colorado. Staunton donated some of its old chairs to Ridgeway and Bar Lake, two other state parks. Other programs in the Mountain West hope to do the same. The Utah chapter of Disabled Outdoorsmen received some donated chairs to provide accessible hunting and fishing. Even for hikers who don't use the chair at Staunton, like Dale Cox, it elicits quite the reaction. At first, I, when I saw it down the trail, I was like, hey, how are they getting this wheelchair up here? And then I saw the tracks on it, and I was like, oh, that is amazing. But the concept is still developing and faces barriers at some parks. A single chair costs $13,000, and each trip requires a volunteer to go with them. Still, Taylor believes the sky's the limit. You shouldn't be limited to just what you physically can do because there are resources out there that can help you with those opportunities to go experience what you may have before or have never experienced before. And for an adventurer like Wilman, those experiences never get old. She couldn't stop pointing out the wildlife on her hike. Oh, oh. do you see it? Right up, right up there, see the little, it's a little Albert squirrel. It's something she will always be grateful for. You take it for granted, being able to just come out and do it. And when you, you know, when you can't, you have to depend on something like this, I think it makes you appreciate it even more. She plans to keep using the chair to get out and explore what she couldn't before. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Emma Vandenindy. And now we have a preview of our next issue of KZMU's audio magazine, Great Tape. Our theme is Hello from the Neighborhood. In this piece, KZMU's Emily Arnson takes us to a unique way of building community in Castle Valley. Castle Valley is the kind of place where you can live your whole life without necessarily knowing your neighbors. There's only about 350 people who live there, but still. Some people don't want to ever talk to anybody else, and that's why they live here. And they can be also left alone. People respect that, if not admire it. Susan Roche has lived in Castle Valley for about a decade. Part of the reason she moved there is because she likes that spread out feeling. But even though a lot of folks keep to themselves, she says there's still a strong bond between residents. People in Castle Valley have always helped each other in a kind of amazing, special way that I think comes from the fact that we're so small, we're so spread out. There isn't anybody that you can call that will be there in five minutes except a neighbor. There aren't any businesses in Castle Valley. The closest grocery store is an hour's drive round trip. If you need something, 
need a plumber for a burst pipe, need your driveway plowed, you have to do it yourself. Or you have to know someone. That's where Roche comes in. She's in charge of putting together a contact list of people in town who have certain skills that they're willing to share. If you need help with your well, need a tree trimmed, need someone to watch your dog, you don't have to look any further than the neighbor-to-neighbor directory. The list is posted at the Castle Valley Library and on the town's website. It's quite informal, but I think it really supplements what neighbors and acquaintances and friends already do for each other. Roche hopes the list helps people ask for help. The older I get, it seems more and more important to me to see other people and to allow yourself to be seen. It's such a privilege to be able to see into somebody's heart and to have them share a need with you. And for me to have a need and to trust somebody to to ask. For KZMU, I'm Emily Ernson. This story is part of a forthcoming audio magazine on the theme, Hello from the Neighborhood. We're featuring stories, interviews, and music on this theme. Stay tuned to KZMU News to catch it. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, March 2nd. You can find the newscast anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.